Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. Okay, it looks like we have a small window of sunshine on what has been a not amazing day for day 64 of 100 Days of Walking. And I am here in Dublin's Stevens Green with Yvonne Connolly, who is joining me today to walk and chat and uh, keep me company on, on today's walk. Yvonne, uh, delighted to talk to you. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to be here and it's a gorgeous day. The sun is out. A little bit chilly, a little bit chilly, but we're wearing the right gear. Yeah, we're actually almost wearing matching gear in fairness to us. There are two big black puffer coats, but it is, it is, it has been cold enough. You can just see our faces. Um, you are like me, I think. You are a walker. You're somebody who, yeah. who likes to get out mm-hmm. and uh, take a stroll. Tell me, tell me why you do it and kind of what it means to you. Well, when you say I'm someone who likes to walk, I'm someone who likes my own time. Uh, it's taken me a long time to become selfish enough to realise that um, I deserve time to myself. And that sounds very dramatic, but I think when I was younger and I had young kids, um, I really suffered from guilt. Uh, and uh, now I don't. <laughs> so whether it's walking, whether it's going to the gym, I have a horse which takes up a huge amount of time. Um, I just, you know, I, d- I deserve this time. I've worked hard during my life. I've brought my kids up. Um, so yeah, I like to take time out. I love to walk uh, when I get time. Uh, sometimes it's just a quick stroll, a kind of a mind stroll. It's not for fitness, it's just to get out, get fresh air, get out of the house. Other times I love to do a full on fast, you know, 5k, out of breath, can't hold a conversation kind of walk for cardio. Not a big jog, jogging fan, so yeah, for me it's walking. So walking or maybe pelting along a little bit. That's really interesting what you said, the thing about guilt because I think we can probably all relate to it and I also have kids who I think might even be similar ages to your own and that is true this this walking thing it is a time where you can kind of justify because for a lot of women you almost have to justify taking a bit of time out that, that you aren't devoting to working or your kids yeah we should not need an excuse but what you've done has given people such a great excuse because that wasn't obviously the reason but yes no bravo well done uh it's not just um i'm going for a walk today and maybe in two days time or and then sometimes you look back and oh, i didn't get out for a walk this week and the time for all of us goes so fast so it's great to set goals or have a goal to leave the house and say i'm doing the 100 day challenge i'm now going for my walk it's a commitment yeah so i think that's great but you don't need an excuse. You just need to kind of uh, prepare in advance, maybe, if you've got young kids. Um, I guess you could throw, throw them in the buggy, too. Throw them in the buggy or, you know, give someone else at home a heads up. Tomorrow I'm doing this. Uh, you know, I realised over the years you don't get medals for a lot of the work you do. Um, and I've also learned that if you turn around to people and say, look, I'm going for a walk, I'm going to the gym, no one minds. In fact, they will support you. Um, but we do have, you know, we go back to the guilt thing where it's like, oh, I better not. Um, I might inconvenience other people, my husband, my partner, you know, a husband saying it to his wife. So, yeah, you don't really inconvenience people as long as you give them a heads up. You mentioned that one of the reasons you like to walk is for a mind stroll. What do you mean by that? Um, yeah, when I say that, I mean not for fitness. 
I do feel that if you really want to get cardio value out of your walk, you, you, you probably aren't going to be able to hold a conversation. You're going to be out of breath, really fast walk. A mind stroll is maybe I'm lucky enough to by the beach, go to the beach with my dog. That's just, you know, your mind strolls as well as you, you know, you're having a walk as well. Just lose your, you know, lose yourself. Think about other things. None of the stresses in your life. It's, uh, you know, again, horses for me. Yeah, that's where I do that too. You know, for some people, it's going out to play golf. For some people, it's the gym. For other people, it's a bottle of wine. It's just, you know, getting away from everything. And it's great. You're very, very lucky if you find something oh. that you actually enjoy doing. Um, as well as thinking, oh, as well, not just thinking, I should go for a walk, but actually, I love walking. Yeah. You strike me always, Yvonne, when I've met you, and, and you're such a lovely person, you're very warm and you're very open and all of that, but you strike me as somebody who, when I would have first heard of you, you were obviously married to Ronan Keating, and you were kind of this very glamorous person, but it struck me when, when the marriage ended that, that Yvonne Connolly emerged as her own woman, as a kind of a Renaissance woman who was in her, I don't know, 30s or, or what have you, or into your in 40s as well. I have a sense when I meet you of a woman who has come into her own. Am I just projecting that on you <laughs> or is that the case? No, that is very, very true. Um, probably that happened for many, many reasons, but I suppose I just went back to being me. Um, felt very free once I got past the kind of trauma of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I had my things that, you know, a lot of people ask me at the time and people still do you know how did you get over it how long does it take and it's just unfortunately something uh, I can't answer time tends to kind of heal but certain things can speed up that process and I was lucky enough to find things that I was very passionate about and they are a great distraction um, cooking like yeah. chopping for me is the most therapeutic thing it I is, can it's do that's kind, of, kind of violent as well oh, it's kind of good it isn't is, it it is I, I could literally just <laughs> chop all day um, yeah so food was a big thing for me um, fitness um, and fitness became very important to me because I was eating a lot more <laughs> with the food so you know the two kind of came hand in hand and also you know around the time I hit 40 my metabolism wasn't what it used to be um, I had a very good innings so I very much appreciated uh, how lucky I was but yeah once I hit 40 that kind of slowed down so you know you can put the weight on very easily so I had to try and find a balance um, which again was fitness uh, the more I cooked, the more I had to work out. Simple as that. Yeah. That's life. And do you feel now that you are in that kind of equilibrium, that you have that balance? Because obviously, talk to us how you got into the cooking, because I've seen you on TV cooking, and I, I, you, know, you do demonstrations, and it's become very much about what you're associated with as, as your, kind of your brand now, that you are a real foodie. Yeah, well, I think a real foodie's a bit of a stretch here, but thank I you. I don't know about that. Um, I got into cooking. I mean, I've always cooked, but when I really got into it and actually started to enjoy it, um, was when I met my partner John um, and he was very much into it and shortly after I met him I was approached by celebrity MasterChef people who kindly gave me the opportunity to go on the show then once I started to um, spend time with Dylan McGrath and people like that who were just so inspiring um, that's when it just took over my life and I just threw myself 
right into it and haven't looked back. Am I right in thinking that you have really grown, though, in your personal confidence? That, that you know, you, you kind of went from going, oh, God, how am I going to do this? And I'm nerve-wracking yeah. and it's all that. And now you're like, yeah, this is what I do. Mm. Yeah, I suppose over the years I, um, I started to relax a bit about things and not worry about things, not care as much what people think. So I think between maybe what I've gone through, age uh, and, you know, other factors like that, um, yeah, I'm certainly at that stage in my life. I think it comes with maybe older women where yeah, there's a certain sense of freedom with age. It's, you know, I'm in such a comfortable place right now and the less you care about what people think, the more fun you have in life, I think. Preach, sister, I tell you. <laughs> um, I totally agree with you and it's one of the, the great lies, I would suggest, in terms of what women are told. They're sort of told to do everything to fight ageing. But in many ways, ageing is kind of our friend because it frees us from the absolute crippling worries about crap we had when we were younger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I look back to when I was modelling years ago and I was probably a size 6'8". Um, at the time... One of my legs was a size 6'8". Yeah. <laughs> at the time, um, I don't know, I got jobs, so I was probably considered to look like a model. Um, and yet I had no confidence in how I looked. Now, a couple of dress sizes bigger, tons of wrinkles more, I've never felt better, never felt more confident. And okay, I mean, look, I'd like to tone up a little bit, but it really wouldn't change anything um, at all. That's very interesting, because that would absolutely mirror me in that several stone probably lighter as, as a younger woman, I would have been more self-conscious about my body yeah. than I am now when I don't give a crap. No, me neither. Yeah, I mean, listen, we all think, you know, when you want to get into a dress for a wedding or something like that, and you're going, oh God, the thighs are a big, bit looking a bit heavy today. Of course there's days like that, but oh no, I mean, I, I never thought I would like wish aging on people. You know, when I yeah. see people who are maybe not as confident or not as happy, I'm just like, oh, you'd be fine when you're a little bit older. Now, obviously that doesn't work for everybody. There's people out there who are older much. and still crippled with insecurity. But for, with my journey and how I feel, the older I've got, the happier and the more comfortable in my skin I am. I think I'm going to leave it on that note because I actually feel very uplifted and kind of empowered. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Yvonne Connolly, and uh, I will watch your further renaissance into... <laughs> God, if, if you're like this now in your 40s, God only knows where you're going to be in your 50s or 60s. You're going to take over the country. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Kira.